This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? We're going to this podcast. My name is Saul Monili at Red Nation Hoops on Twitter. You're joined by Forrest Walker at Do Not on Twitter. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. So the series is tied at 1-1, um, and I still don't have a good feel for the series at all. Uh, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna, we're going to talk about for the next half hour. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like, okay, if you told me the series was going to be 1-1, I wouldn't be surprised, right? Like, th- that's... This series yeah. was, was supposed to be competitive. If you told me the first two games are going to be blowouts, like I, I have no idea what to expect going forward. Like it's, I just have no feel. Yeah, it reminds me of like uh, what like the '09 Lakers Rockets series where every game seemed to be a blowout the whole time. That was the one where uh, Yao Ming went down in like the middle of it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and it, it kind of reminds me of the Clippers Rockets series from like two years ago, uh, where the Clippers took a three-one lead on the Rockets. Um, every game was a blowout, and um, yet it was super competitive in that uh, it took seven games to finish that out. Um, I kind of think that's where the series is going, um, but at the same yeah. time, like there was a rhythm to that series, right? Like the Clippers dominated the Rockets for the four, first four games, and. Um, Eventually, then some the, things happened. <laughs> yeah, and, and then it swinged in the Rockets' favor. There's no rhythm to the series at all. Like, uh, it, it looked like the like this was going to be a really good matchup for the Rockets. Uh, game one happened. Uh, you know, James Harden took advantage took advantage of uh, a lot of key matchups. Like he put Marcus Aldridge in t- ton of pick and rolls. Uh, took advantage of the of the, the slow big men of the Spurs and. The Rockets shot like forty five percent from beyond the arc, um, which which is good, um, but at the same time, like I, the next game, Pop made just a couple adjustments. He started Pau Gasol, uh, he put Kawhi Leonard on, on James Harden, and the series tied at one one. And the, and the, you know the, that game was a little bit more competitive than the first game. I'll admit, I'll admit because uh, that first game, the Rockets oh, yeah. were up thirty at halftime, um, and it never got close. This game, the Rockets were down five going into the fourth quarter, and the Spurs just you know took over, and it, the Spurs won by like thirty something, right? Like it, it, I just like now going into game three, like I don't know what Mike D'Antoni's gonna do to adjust. I don't know what, um, you know, I don't even know if James Harden's healthy. Like, like, like and 
he's saying he's fine, which, you know, whenever a superstar says he's fine, I think we have permission to judge him, like, as if he's fine. Like, I think I think that's probably yeah. the smart thing to do because, you know, he's, you know, you gave him the bailout, right? You asked him the question, are you okay, right? Like, and he could have said anything, and he said he's fine. So, um, I mean, we have nothing else to assume other than that he's just playing bad. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he does seem to be sick. Uh, so I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Like he seems to have at least like a, a nasty cold, and maybe that explains some of game two. Uh, obviously the defense of the Spurs, and also them going underneath the screens explains a lot of that. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like I, th- that's what I was thinking about the series. What you're saying earlier that I, we learned almost nothing from the first game apart from that the Rockets can beat the heck out of the Spurs. But we, we already knew that, really. Uh, and then Game 2 told us that the Spurs can beat the heck out of the Rockets. But like you said, that middle part of, the, of Game 2, the first few quarters, the Spurs were super hot and the Rockets were hanging around with them. Just eventually they kind of just petered out and just more or less gave up, which is not a good look. But it also is not a horrible important for things to come like they they gave everything they had and couldn't keep up with us this with the how the spurs were playing i don't think anybody could in that case really except for maybe one team i will not name but uh so so i I don't know i I, there's a little we can take away from it so far but not much i think it mostly supports what we kind of already suspected that the spurs are sort of the more disciplined team but that the rockets probably haven't like enough of an edge on them as far as a matchup goes that you'd probably expect Houston to win it. Uh, well, I, I mean, I guess the biggest thing we learned was something uh, very unpleasant. Actually, I'm thinking about it, which is the Tony Parker situation. Yeah, um, I'm conflicted on how to feel about that. Uh, f- first of all, first and foremost, like I love Tony Parker. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. I've always loved his game. He, um, he, he's, he's. He has beautiful foot, footwork, um, really quick guard, great mid-range jumper. I love watching him play. I've always loved watching him play. So this sucks for me, right? Like, um, and it's, it sucks in general. You you never want to you know hope for an injury, right? Um, and there's that. But I mean, as far as the Spurs side of things goes, I'm not sure if this hurts them that much. Um, and here's why: like Tony Parker for much this year, like it looked like he was done. Um, like he looked pretty washed for a good portion of this year, and you know in the playoffs he just went, uh, he just went vintage, vintage Tony, and and I'm not sure if that's uh, you know just a string of good games, but he did seem to be playing well going into the series. But at the same time, like I just think Patty Mills is better. Like I just think he's a better player. Like I think he's a better defender. I think he's quicker. I think uh, I, I think the Spurs just do better with him on the floor than they do with Tony at this point in their careers. Um, it might hurt their depth in, the de- in that they have to play DeJounte Murray, Murray um, instead of Tony Parker uh, at that backup point guard or, or, you know, instead of Patty Mose at that backup point guard. But, I mean, from a on-paper standpoint, like, I don't think this is much of a downgrade. And I'm not sure if that's a hot take. Uh, yeah, I think it weirdly might not be. I, like, like I said, obviously this really sucks for Tony Parker, and I want to get into the injury in a minute. But, uh, yeah, Patty Mills has been really good. Uh, we'll see if he can handle starter minutes. That's, I think, the biggest concern. But uh, Tony Parker's season has not been great. Uh, he's been pretty good in the playoffs so far, actually. But he hasn't been great overall. And a lot of that, obviously, is just he has so many minutes on him. 
uh, DeJounte Murray is going to have to step up. Like, I think this definitely throws a monkey wrench in the rotation, and I think that's the, probably the biggest concern. But I agree that I don't really think that there's much of a downgrade, if any, from Tony Parker to Patty Mills right now. Uh, but I do think it's going to affect their kind of their chemistry, if that makes any sense. Like, they're used to playing with Tony. You know, the, the, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be kind of weird. It's also going to mean that probably Kawhi Leonard is going to have to take a little bit more of a load as well. Like a lot of players are going to have to take a little more of a load to make up for that, like, 25, 30 and, minutes a night. And 38-year-old thir- Manu. 38-year-old Manu is going to have to play a little bit more at, at the point guard, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or, you know, like, uh, you know, he's he's played okay in the playoffs. I mean, he for, that, for those first few Memphis games, he didn't score a point. But, I mean, like, um, I think he can still you know, play decently well without turning the ball over for the, for the Spurs. At the same time, like, you you do, you would like that, you know, that guard depth, because the Spurs already struggle with some guard, with guard depth as it is. Like, they don't have, um, you know, um, Tony Parker's played good in the playoffs, but I mean, I, I think it's fair to say he's been one of the weaker point guards in the playoffs so thus far, right? I, like, I, I think that's, that's a fair assessment. Um, and at that position, they've already been struggling for some playmaking. And to lose Tony... Uh, is a bit of a hit, um, and you know, like Manu, Manu can't play that that many minutes anymore, man. Like he he's uh, he's just he's just not as good as he was anymore. And like I I, I think that's where they're really gonna struggle. It's not it's not the front line, you know. It's not like the immediate downgrade from Patty Mills where they're gonna get hurt. I think it's the it's the depth. Yeah, Dejounte Murray is not ready for this stage, and if he if, if he ends up playing up to it, great. But I, you you really can't count on that. So I think it's going to be a very subtle problem for them. Like a, like I expect them to actually come out pretty pretty uh, energetic in Game Three. I think there's usually kind of a uh, you know rally around the flag type effect when one of the the your key or star players goes down. So I wouldn't be surprised if Game Three is actually pretty. Hot contested one if the Spurs look pretty tough during that, but I I would worry about like this series going long. It helps Popovich and the Spurs like slowly lock down everything you do, but also it's going to be pretty rough for them as they I think like without those minutes being absorbed by Tony Parker, it's gonna it's gonna tire them out. So uh, this probably helps Houston, but you don't really want to get help in that way. <laughs> this this sucks. It's a brutal injury. And to take a little bit of a detour, um, what does this mean for Tony Parker going forward? Because that quad injury is pretty serious. Uh, the Triple H injury, uh, the the uh, th- that usually takes about eight to ten months to recover, as far as I remember. Um, at, at least, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a brutal injury. Like this, this injury is more than likely going to extend into next year for a significant chunk. Um, Tony Parker's getting older, um, and he's he's a point guard that relies relies on quickness. Um, is this kind of it? Like, is this the last we see of Tony Parker in the NBA? And I, I hate to even ask that question. Like, or is this even the last we see him as a starter in the NBA? He said he wanted to play five more years, like a while back. So, I this might be the end of him as a starter. Like, I he's getting older anyway. And this is going to take a little bit of his, his athleticism. He should be able to recover from it more or less, but. Uh, yeah, this might be this, this might be the end of him starting. I think he'll probably come back for at least a couple more years, though, which good. It's much better to see someone go out, you know, standing than hobbled like this. But yeah, you you don't want to hear rupture. You never want to hear anybody say rupture about a sports injury. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it, it looked pretty painful when he was down on the floor there for a second, and then um, his teammates had to carry him to the locker room. He couldn't stand on his own two feet. That that, that was an ugly sight, um, and you certainly don't want to root for injury. I, I think pretty much everybody on Rockets Twitter, uh, you know, went and cons- uh, consoled Spurs fans pretty much right after. You know, uh, nobody wants to see this, right? Like, th- sure, you want to win the series, but not like this. Um, and yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, and. Um, as far as going forward, uh, yeah, it, it may make it, it may make a, a difference in the series. I don't think it will. Like, I, I still think it's going to be a really close series either way. Um, especially if Kawhi keeps playing like this. Good God, um, he shot like thirteen from six for sixteen uh, from the field in his last game. That, that's not going to happen again, though. <laughs> like, but like, that but was I mean, amazing. But that's a one-off. Yeah, but I mean, like for the. For the playoffs, I mean, Kawhi's been, like, at another level. I mean, he's been shooting, like, nearly 60% from the field, almost 50% from the three-point line. He's, he's in the high 40s, uh, and he's getting the free throw line a ton, uh, and he's obviously on the defensive end. We know how impactful he, he is on the defensive end. He's one of the top three defenders in the NBA, uh, and if he keeps playing like this, like, I don't really know, you know, what the Rockets can do. Um, he's... He, the the real difference in game two, uh, the real immediate difference that Kawhi made was he you know he, he went ahead and guarded uh, James Harden, which I, yeah. well we thought we were gonna see that in this series, but I I thought it was more gonna be like a a break in case of emergency kind of kind of thing, right? And um, Pop went to it really really early in the series, um, and now uh, you know Harden's got a game Harden's got a game to look at it, um, and Harden's always been a, a pretty cerebral cerebral player, like I I really think. Um, he's gonna look into the film on this and you know find ways to combat. Uh, you know, were you surprised when they did that, like in game two? Because I really yeah. thought I really thought they were gonna wait a little bit on that. Yeah. So yeah, I have a couple things to say about all this, and one of which is that Popovich went to adjustments surprisingly early. He usually kind of he he's usually a little more uh, like trepidatious about this, right? Like he doesn't usually run right to the big adjustments, but this time. He went right to having uh, Kawhi Leonard guard Harden a lot more. He went right to uh, <laughs> moving David Lee out of starting lineup. That was that <laughs> was a pretty no brainer move though. Uh, and he went and during the game they played a lot of small ball too. So the, yeah, he went to some changes earlier than his than his characteristic for him. And I think the reason is that the game one actually rattled the Spurs a little more than we expected. Like I think they saw some stuff to be afraid of there. I think there was stuff to be afraid of there. They so they went right to like the big late series type adjustments immediately because you can't you can't lose like that and then go down 0-2 at home. Like if they go ahead. if the Rockets had managed to if the Rockets had managed to hold on like to hold on and somehow win game two, that would have been a death knell. I think like that's too much. <laughs> you can't lose both your games at home and then have to go into another into another team's house that is a bad matchup for you to begin with. That's rough. Do you think the Spurs showed their cards too early there? Uh, they might have, but I think they didn't have a choice. Right. I mean, in the in the end, it just kind of comes down to like what happens, right? In these playoff series, when two teams are as close as these two teams are, like even though I think that the Rockets are a, a bad uh, a bad matchup for San Antonio, it's still close enough that things can shake out either way. But yeah, I do think that Pop kind of had to do stuff he didn't really want to do, and this this Parker thing isn't going to help that either. Right. Uh, also, I want to see what Kawhi looks like when he gets sick. Which he's probably going to, given that he was up in Harden's face constantly. <laughs> uh, 
And as far as the way they've guarded Harden throughout the series, um, they've they've done the typical um, hedge hard and recover on Ryan Anderson, and uh, you know let him beat you from three. Uh, the problem is he kind of has beat beaten them from three a little bit in the series. Um, he's had he's had a really nice comeback. Um, is he had a really rough series in the Thunder series? Uh, you know from beyond the arc, it looks like everybody on the Rock is kind of regressing to their mean. Um, from the three point line, like there's like Eric Gordon is shooting, um, is shooting is back to normal. Uh, Trevor Reza is finally hitting some jump shots. Um, you know Ryan Anderson's back to his normal self. Um, so that's a good thing. Um, you certainly like to see that, uh, especially for a team that relies so much on their jump shooting. Um, going forward, uh, uh I don't know if I don't know if uh, we wasted a good Ryan Anderson game there. Uh, I'm always super paranoid about that kind of stuff. Like if if a player has a as a game like like that in a, in a losing effort, that kind of scares the shit out of me. Uh, but. I, I do think it's encouraging to see that he's back to normal. Yeah, uh, he, he was the leading scorer for the team last night. Uh, so, but yeah, it, it, he's going to be very important. Hopefully his wrist is all right. He took a, for people who may have forgotten or didn't see, he took a nasty spill and kind of came down on his wrist kind of hard. It was a shooting wrist. He seemed to be okay. He kept playing immediately afterwards. Uh, everyone's kind of banged up right now, which that's just the reality of the playoffs. Yeah, they're gonna need that. They're gonna need Lou Williams to play a little better. They just—I don't know—that that game was so hard to parse because they just looked like crap for most of it. Right? Like they—they like, they the, couldn't hit things. I mean, they weren't shooting super bad, but they were miserable at the at the rack. Uh, they kept getting swatted. They kept getting like stolen from very easily for the whole last quarter of the game. They just couldn't get a single possession right every possession they mess something up and every possession the spurs managed to you know pull something out so i it it almost was like a it was like a like a script written as a joke on the houston rockets yeah and, and you're right like they, they have played like complete dog so far like i remember in the in the uh, especially in that, that game too like the the first three quarters they played like complete crap uh harden just wasn't feeling it and like this is kind of where we were speculating if he was hurt or not um like that 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 pretty much after he fell on his hip like nba twitter uh especially rockets twitter like w- immediately went to speculating because he just shot the ball so poorly from three um are you worried about Harden a little bit? Like, even if even if he's not hurt, like, do you think he's going to get back to his normal shooting ways? Like, or is this you know, uh, you know, the mythical uh, playoff Harden thing? Uh, he just, I mean, he's just really spotty from three anyway. Like, he's super streaky and random. Uh, I really do think that it's just he was hella sick during game two. Like, so, see, like he was he was coughing after game one, if you remember too. During the press conference, he had he had a little bit of a cough, and then he just looked awful all the way through game two. So, and then he was apparently coughing a lot and sniffling. And then today during practice, he sounded really hoarse. So, that's what I'm going with is like the with people looking for a thing going on with Arden. I think it's clearly that he got like a cold or flu or something, and it's just going to have to resolve as at the speed at which it resolves. Right. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about it. He's shooting like 24% from three, um, which is not good. Um, yeah. yeah, but nobody could shoot against the Thunder. The Thunder were on this like a mission to make sure that the Rockets don't shoot threes and nothing else mattered. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and the Rockets also were super cold at the same time. So I, I most of the playoffs is the Thunder series so far. And then there's this, the game one and game two, both of which are complete weird outliers. So I feel like there's not enough data to really know if he's going to be shooting poorly or not. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, what's really saved him from being efficient is, is he's been able to get to the line pretty much uh, throughout the entire playoffs, which has uh, really saved his true shooting percentage. He's, he's still pretty strong there. I'm a little bit concerned about his his lift on um, on his three pointers. Like like I was watching him in that game, and that's kind of where I, I I tweeted out like, it, it, does he look right? Because uh, a lot of his shots were hitting the front iron, and when that happens, like alarm alarm bells go off in my head. Whenever players hit the front iron, like that usually mean, means there's not a little lift there, and that usually means they might be hurt. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, he said he's fine, so we're we're gonna, we're gonna assume that he's yeah. fine and uh, cover him as if he's fine because I. What what bugs me uh, to no end is when you know beat reporters and like uh, writers for the same for that team uh, you know make excuses for a player when the player says he's fine that like that bugs me to no end. So I'm not I'm not gonna make those sound excuses right now. He says he's fine, so we're gonna treat him as if he's fine. We're gonna talk about him as if he's fine. Um, I hope he gets over this cold. Uh, hopefully he's on this constant Dayquil Nyquil cycle <laughs> that, that that I do when I get a cold. Um, you know, like hopefully he's ready for game game three in in Houston um as far as like the first two games are concerned like are you happy with how that played out like uh are you happy that the Rockets still stole the game or do you think they they were they pretty much had to to have a chance in the series uh they had to you can't go down 0-2 you you just can't not against a really good team so uh they did the thing they needed to do like it's, it's, it's weird because we don't really talk about this ever, but the first two games of a playoff series only have two possible outcomes, right? It's either 2-0 or 1-1. And so there's only three ways your team can end up. You can be up 2-0, in which case you probably, like you have an extremely good chance to win the series. You're definitely in control. You can go down 0-2 where you're pretty screwed, or you can go 1-1 where like things are okay, but could be better and could be worse. Uh, so it's and they're all such different states, right? Like like the Rockets are fine. I'd say that right now they're fine, but if they'd won one more game, they would be set. And if they'd won one fewer game, they would be up the creek. And there's really nothing in between there. Like you you get a much better feel for a series after like game four. If it's close, you can see more how it's going to go. You know, there's there's more variation how many games teams can win, especially if like five where it can be three two. Uh, or what will be three two, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, good. It's it's weird. I don't know really how to feel about it just yet. I I think like it's it's fine. I don't know what else to say about it. Like they did what needed to be done, but it would have been nice if they could have done more. So what you're basically saying is rockets and five, right? That's what I'm getting out of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like what do you think we're gonna see from game three? Like what adjustments do you think each team's gonna make? What, what adjustment do you think Pop's gonna make? Um, I I I think uh, James Harden's gonna have a bad bounce back game. Like despite the cold, despite everything, I I just think it's it's kind of hard to lay two poisonous eggs back to back. Like I, I like poisonous I, eggs. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, like that he was awful in game three. I mean, game two. I mean, he, he was just yeah, it was real bad. It was it, it was awful. Like uh, and. Uh, it was it was hard to watch, and the Rockets clearly suffered because of it. Um, and I think he'll have a bounce back game, and I think he's gonna go back and watch the film. I, th- I think he'll be he'll be able to figure out some things in way in ways he can score on Kawhi. Um, I don't think there's any real way to stop Harden like <clears throat> throughout consistently for a seven game series. I just think he's he's too smart, man. Like, and, and he's not like traditional like superstar players where like really athletic wings can slow him down. Like he's the way he draws fouls always keeps him efficient, and the way he, um, the way he's just able to like 
trick you into things. Like the way, like he's a really crafty player, right? And the way he uh, changes changes speeds like midway through a drive to the basket, uh, it it gets a lot of bigs. Like we were making fun of East Keenis Cantor for this in the last series. Like like I still think the Spurs bigs are vulnerable. Like unless they start Dwayne Denman, which I don't think Pop will ever do. Like I still think you yeah. know the Rockets are going to target. <laughs> he sure won't Willie. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Rockets are gonna. Um, I, I still think the Rockets are gonna target those bigs. Uh, what about you? What, what adjustments do you think we're gonna see from Game Three? Yeah, I think they're gonna do that in particular. So, the, so they have to deal with uh, the Spurs going under the screens on Harden because his his three point shot is not as deadly as his drive or driving kick game, right? Right. They're uh, daring him to shoot, basically. Right. They're daring him to shoot, which he can punish you for, but also, you know, he he it's not as bad, right? Making him shoot a halfway contested shot or, you know, do some ice game up there. Uh, I think he's going to look a lot better as he recovers from this cold that he obviously has. Like, I'm just going to work on the assumption that he has a cold or flu until he's sit, until proven otherwise. And that would explain his bad lift on his shots because it makes you have weak legs. That explains him not being as uh, ready to like, go at everybody the whole time because he's just out of energy. So hopefully he'll have more juice to him. He can punish those matchups. Like it, they just need to attack Pau Gasol every possession until he gets off the floor. <laughs> That's really the I think the biggest thing. Just go right at Pau over and over and over again. He's not going to be able to keep defending. You, he will foul out, or he will just give up a thousand points at the rim. So. Uh, that that's probably the biggest thing I'm expecting to see, like a much more aggressive Harden in Game Three. Uh, also, being in Houston is going to be better for role players. It's going to be better for rest. Uh, it may or may not be better for foul calls. We'll see. That Game Two was called pretty much randomly, as far as I could tell. I had no idea what the hell was going on there. Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it won't. I feel like these two teams are hard to call. Actually, so we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of bad calls this series because both these teams work refs with their flopping and drawing and such. Yeah, yeah like as as soon as we see, we find out which refs are gonna where we're gonna ref game two, like like it, it it really bummed me the hell out when I saw Scott Foster and Tony Brothers are gonna ref the same game. But uh, you're right, like role players do generally play better at home. I think Trevor Reese is gonna play better. Uh, Patrick Beverly loves playing in, in Houston. Like he, like he has his best games when he's in Houston. So I, I'm expecting a big Patrick Beverly game at some point in the series may happen um, in this two game home stretch. Um, and I, I, I just think Harden's gonna be better. I just think I, I just I just think like like players at this caliber like just don't lay they don't just don't have bad, bad games well, like that back to back. Yeah, and blowouts tend to lead to the next game that team bounces back pretty hard. That's just a thing. Yeah, that just happens. Like it, it just motivates them in a way that few other things do. So, I think they're going to come out pretty strong. I think the the Spurs are going to come out fairly strong too, though, because they're kind of having a uh, you know do it for Tony game. So that'll be a pretty hot game, I think. Uh, I think if the Rockets can win Game Three, I think it's a, it might actually be a little bit of a challenge to win Game Three. Well, a little bit, you know, it's it might it might be more harder than expected to win Game Three. But I think if they can win Game Three, they'll have a real shot at Game Four. Basically, their, their expectations have to raise now. They're going home. They split it in San Antonio com- convincingly in one game, weirdly and less convincingly in the second one. Uh, I think instead of just saying we need to get a split, they need to say we need to win both. Uh, so hopefully they'll be able to go in with that mindset that like they have to win both these games in Houston, and then let the rest of the series take care of itself. Right. Um, when, when are we going to see the big Lamarcus game? 
Like, when is that happening? Because he he, he just he just seems like like I don't want to speculate on injury, but I mean he just he just doesn't seem right. And the Spurs well, have made a, made a bigger effort to feed him in game two. Uh, he was still off, like, and he's he's. He's just not the same anymore. I don't want. I don't. I don't know if he's regressed. Like <clears throat> Popovich said, "quote unquote," he's working through something. So we don't. We don't know what that means, but it's it's something. Of uh, there's apparently something. It's because yeah, he looks really, really bad. Yeah, and, and the Spurs really need him to step up because Kawhi can't do it on his own. Like I, I just think they need that consistent threat when Kawhi sits. Like. Just the offense can't bog down. And like those minutes uh, are really crucial, especially in, in series like this. Like when 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 you get consistent production from your bench, like I, like when you when, when the Spurs always try and stagger uh, Lamarcus and Kawhi. Like like Lamarcus really needs to take command of that second unit. Like the, there's a reason they're paying him uh, the amount of money they're paying him. Like he has to be. He has to be like a twenty and eight guy uh, throughout the series, and he just hasn't been uh, throughout the playoffs. Um, and uh, it's it's ironic uh, because he he torched the Rockets two year, like three years ago, and Rockets fans have never been able to forget it. Uh, and I'm not sure if he's gonna have a bounce back game. Like I'm not sure if he's um, I'm not sure if he's even the same player that he was three years ago. Uh, and that's might be a little bit reactionary, but I mean the playoffs has gone on for the Spurs like eight games now, and we haven't seen a big Lamarcus game yet. And you know like if it hasn't happened yet, I just don't think it's gonna happen. I I just think he's there's something he's he's either hurt or he's just not the same anymore. It's one of the two. Um, you know, th- th- there was some talk about him having uh, a heart problem, like a, something like that, uh, before the playoffs started. It, it may be that. Like we don't know. Uh, we saw the Spurs working his knee uh, before Game Two. Like it, he may just have a bum knee. Like we, I have no idea. I, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he's gotten torched by the national media because of this. Like I, like I just think. Uh, you know, and, and rightfully so. Like, like he just needs to he needs to step up a little bit because, uh, it, if it's just Kawhi and Co, like the the Rockets have a much better chance of winning the series. Um, and yeah, I mean, like the that's pretty much it. I mean, I I really don't think we learned much from those first two games, as we said at the beginning of the podcast. Like, uh, we learned that this the, that Pop got really panicky after Game One and uh, put Kawhi on Harden. Um, that was the first big adjustment and starting Pau Gasol. Um, and as far as game three, who the hell knows what happens? Uh, it's, it's in Houston. So, the, so, uh, you know, home court advantage, hopefully the Rockets can win both these games and hopefully we're back here, uh, and the Rockets are up three, one, and we're talking about whether or not, you know, they can gentlemen sweep the Spurs, you know, uh, ho- hopefully that happens. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google play and Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at Red Nation Hoops. Follow Forrest on Twitter at Do Nots. Check out our game recaps for these playoffs, man. Like, George has been doing a really good job at the, at these. He's been putting them out pretty consistently. Um, and they're really good. Like, I'm not just saying that. I read them. They're really, really good. Um, they're really entertaining. A nice reflection after, after all these games. Even if it's a loss. It's, it's, a nice, it's just nice to read these after games. Um, and, yeah, guys. Uh, check out our website, RedNationHoops.com. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes if you enjoy the po- if you didn't enjoy the podcast. Um, you know, do do what do what you always do. Just lie, just lie. And give us a good rating. And yeah, guys, good night. <laughs>